Welcome to the Writer's Hour, where we have creative conversations with up-and-coming authors on their latest books. This is the place to be if you wish to get a preview of new books that are available for the voracious bibliophile, as well as the story behind the story for the voyeur who wishes a peek behind the creative curtain. Here's your host, Janine Bolin. Hi, this is Janine Bolin with the Writer's Hour Creative Conversations. And today I have not only a friend with me, but somebody who I we've had so many conversations about LinkedIn because he is your LinkedIn coach, Ted Prodromo. Thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate having you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. So we're going to try to edit out all the coughs, but both Ted and I have smoke inhalation issues because of all the fires in California and Colorado. So, you know, we're going to work with that. But we wanted to bring to you guys today how there are aspects of business that are required, such as know, like, and trust. But one of the things that we were discussing was older coaches of ours, you know, this is going back in the 80s, 90s, where they, they really focused heavily on respect. If somebody doesn't respect you, then how on earth are they going to buy from you? So go ahead and talk to us a little bit about where you see LinkedIn, where, how it's moved into all these different phases and where it is now and what we as business owners can do to elevate it a little bit. So if you don't mind doing a little history lesson there for us, I appreciate it. Sure. Now LinkedIn has evolved. Microsoft bought them a few years ago and there's a lot of people going to LinkedIn. Finally, they have, they have accounts, but now they're actually going there and using them. But what's happened lately is, uh, everybody's kind of leaving Facebook right now or taking a break because of the election. There's just so much toxicity. I don't go on there very often anymore. And people just say, it's just, you feel sick when you leave Facebook these days. So they're going to LinkedIn. Problem is a lot of these aggressive marketers connect, invite you to connect. Say, I could send you a message, Janine. Hey, Janine, I'm Ted. I'd like to connect with you so I can sell you my products. <laughs> pretty much what they're doing <laughs> right and, and we all love that right hi i'm so and so here let me sell you something you don't even know me dude what are you doing right. yeah i get it so you yeah. gotta know like and trust we've heard that for years and a couple of weeks ago i reconnected with my one of my very first internet marketing mentors he did a course 17 years ago that's like uh, wow joshua we found joshua chapman's his name so i invited him to talk to my mastermind group and he brought up this whole new point of know, like, trust, and respect before you ask for the sale. And he went through this great presentation and just talked about all the psychological factors about when you meet someone and you ask for the sale too early, they're going to run for the hills and never come back. So you got to take time to build these relationships. And people don't want to take time anymore. They want instantaneous sales. I got to make my number. Instead of building a long-term professional network that's going to bring you repeat business, referrals. Aren't referrals the best, Janine? Don't you they love are. <laughs> Thank you very much for them, Ted. I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm going to be very frank with you folks. Ted and I have only known each other about 18 months. But in that time, I have referred six people to him, and he has referred three speaking engagements to me, and that it was even before COVID happened. And so the pandemic. And even after the pandemic, Ted and I continue to refer people back and forth. Why? Because I know his integrity. He knows 
knows mine. And we know that we're going to take care of each other's referrals, that it's not going to be a dead end. One of the things that he and I both have talked about is how you can refer people over LinkedIn and then it just goes south so fast because you had integrity, but you didn't realize the person on the other side was not going to take care of those people. So that's one of the things we love about the current relationship. But the thing is with LinkedIn, because there are so many sales and marketing types on there and people are not taking the time for relationship marketing that is necessary. Ted and I talk over and over again about repeat business that we aren't in the business for a one and done. We're not one and done type people as consultants or as writers or speakers. So go ahead and talk a little bit about that, Ted, with your own experience. So tell me, when's the last time you got a robocall, Janine? <laughs> Yesterday at 2.35. Okay. <laughs> so did you answer it and buy what they were selling? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course not. <laughs> so that's what they're turning LinkedIn into, these aggressive marketers. They're basically like robocalls. If I send 1,000 messages a day, maybe somebody will raise their hand and say, I'm interested because it's free. So they're just using it like cold calling or robo calling, literally, or spam emails. When was the last time you bought something from a spam email? <laughs> <laughs> I won the lottery. Can I borrow some money or can I even use your bank account? <laughs> I'm a prince and I need money. <laughs> it's, really, it's sad that it's coming down to that level, though. I'm hearing it more and more now. It's like, come on, guys, this is a professional network. You can make more money than you could imagine if you do it right by just taking time and building relationships like we did. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, that is the key building of the relationships. Now relationship marketing has been on the forefront ever since the early nineties. And we had people like Earl Nightingale and Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar. I mean, this is not new. This whole concept is not new. These guys were million dollar and above uh, salespeople and they did not do it through the aggressive marketing uh, techniques. Like you hear this constantly in the fifties and sixties in sales and marketing. It was like, always be closing, always be closing. And that worked great when you were doing manufactured products. That doesn't work well at all. If you are in intellectual property, software management and design and consulting. So go ahead and chat with us a little bit about, you and I were discussing this before we got on about how LinkedIn used to be a resume builder. I, re I remember if you really wanted to build a great resume, you went to LinkedIn because they had all the boxes that you had to check in order to have a decent resume. Exactly. And I've kind of flipped that on its side now. I teach people to turn their, their whole summary into a sales pitch, not a sales pitch, a sales letter. Like I use that format of direct marketing, which has been around since, I don't know, I read these sales letters from guys from 1900, the direct mm -hmm. mail people, and they have a formula. Mm -hmm. Basically, you get their attention with the headline. Like, don't just say, I'm the owner of search marketing simplified. Oh, how exciting is that? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is search marketing simplified? <laughs> There you go. And that's shown to thousands of people every day on LinkedIn. When you accept invitations that it says you may also know these people or in the right column, you see people also viewed. So your headline is showed up in front of thousands of people literally every day. So if you have a boring title there, they're not going to click on it. So then you get them in to read like it's like, like a book title. 
that's like explain it. So you go, remember the old borders? We could go to borders and go through the books. And <laughs> now we go to Amazon. But if you see a book title that gets your attention, you click on that book to learn more about the book. Then they show you what's on the inside flap or the back cover, which basically tells you more about the book. It doesn't read the book, but it's selling the book to you. So that's how I treat your LinkedIn profile. Get people to read it all and make it a story and interesting. And so one of the things I would like to share with you guys, if you go to the Writer's Hour Creative Conversations, you'll see links to various of Ted's um, wonderful videos that he shot some great videos over the shoulder tutorials in three minutes or less. You can go to his LinkedIn profile and you'll see them highlighted on his about section. And I highly recommend you go and just take a little tutorial from Ted because he will walk you through these beautiful over the shoulder and they're so short. Like I think the longest one you have is seven minutes <laughs> on them on how to help you get your profile up and running so that people will listen and pay attention to what you have to say especially with groups. So yeah, there's a lot of talk now about LinkedIn groups and how you can go about using them and building your authority. Now this has been around for a long time. So kind of tell us a little bit about what the new chatter is for this fall with LinkedIn and the groups thing. They keep trying to bring groups back to life. They were really good years ago. And then, you know, those aggressive marketers come in, find something that works and you kill it. <laughs> We're all guilty of it. <laughs> so what they've done is a lot of these aggressive marketers, I'm, I'm not gonna name any names, but there's software. You can basically, you write an article, you can blast it. If you're a member of 50 groups, you can blast it to all 50 groups automatically every day. And you go yeah, through a lot of groups and there's like zero comments, zero likes. There's like zero interaction. They're just, it's like a megaphone. Ted, Ted, uh, here's another article from Ted. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I also remember when curated content was a big thing, like, you know, referring other people's articles. And the thing that I, I was very challenged by for a while was here I worked so hard to write my own blog, write my own articles. I spent years building my top 10 articles and everything for LinkedIn and everything. And, and then people were curating my content and throwing it around. And I was happy about that. But at the same time, there wasn't the foothold that people kept talking to me about, you know, that this was going to move you forward. It was just a lot of time and effort put into things that didn't work. So obviously I didn't, uh, market it the best way I guess I could have. The thing that really helped me was the content that you talked about, which is having those three to five words that you have as that define what you do and who you are in very action oriented words. So for instance, you are, you are the LinkedIn coach, you are the person's LinkedIn coach. So that's wonderful that you have that up there, but then you also have three or four items of what people can expect when they do hire you. And that was something that a lot of people I think have missed out on. Did you want to talk to that a bit? Yeah. So if you're a coach or a consultant, you solve problems for people. All coaches shouldn't be solving the problem. They should be asking the questions so you solve it yourself. That's, that's the big thing I learned in certification. You don't tell them what to do. You ask them more questions until they realize it because then they, like, they really buy into it. So in your profile, you just people skim now. At least 60% are on mobile. So you've got the tiny screen or heads are buried in, you know, everybody have their head buried in their phones. How do you stop the scroll to get their attention? 
So the headline, I use different phrases now. Sometimes I put a benefit-related statement like, I help coaches get better clients or something like that. But now I started this actually two weeks ago. I said, together we can stop LinkedIn spam. I started with that. And I'm getting so much feedback. And in my profile, I start out, I said, hey, you tired of all the sales pitches on LinkedIn? Just disconnect from the person, unfriend them. Or what if they don't even have a name for it in LinkedIn really, but I start removing connections if they just pitch me. So I'm trying to start a movement. That's a, we've got to take back LinkedIn because it's such a great platform. So those little keywords, as they're scrolling by, get their attention, and then you tell them the rest of the story in your summary. It's working really well. It's better than the third person. Yeah, you read those third person. Ted went to school in Pittsburgh, and he moved to California when he was 21. <laughs> Somebody telling the story about me as opposed to me telling the story to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it, so much has changed. Remember where, you know, it used to be you weren't allowed to talk about yourself or you were supposed to talk about yourself in third person. As an author of eight books myself, I, I know how constantly I have to switch, you know, have to put on my schizophrenia hat and switch personalities <laughs> and right. say, okay, now I have to be like, you know, this publisher that is writing about me and that sort of thing. Copy editing is a lot of fun with that. But for you, I just wanted to chat a little bit about how when you were talking about let's stop the spam of LinkedIn, that was one of the things that I really enjoyed recently on your work because you can totally buy in, get buy-in from the community because I actually have people saying, hey, can I connect with you because I want to sell you something. I mean, it's just crazy that they're coming to, I'm like, no, thank you. It's like having somebody banging on your door at your house and saying, hey, can I interest you in something? No, I'm at work <laughs> because most of us are working from home. So it's just like, hello, you know, why are you banging on my door? I thought it was my FedEx package I've been waiting on, that kind of thing. So as we move forward in this community, there are steps that we can take to stop the spamming. Do you mind giving us a few ideas on what we can do to help you with that? Yeah. I just actually did a blog post on this yesterday. Remember that when you used to write your resume, there were certain words they say don't use, like motive, self-motivated, driven, all those like super hard buzz. working. That was hard the one working. hard working. Yes. <laughs> focused. All those things never to use on your resume. So I came up with my list of phrases you should never use in your LinkedIn profile. Okay. And it's about that. I want to connect with you because we have, co- we have connections in common. I'd like to connect with you. Like, okay, tell me which connections we have in common. Or I see we're both in marketing. Let's connect and, sh- and do business together. <laughs> How many of your competitors reach out to you and say, hey, let's do some business together? <laughs> You're just like, I don't think you read far enough into the LinkedIn profile. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand what's happening here. So, so they're, going, they're just trying to pitch you right from the invitation. It's like, come on, let's at least shake hands and exchange business cards, have a cup of coffee, get to know each other. Then we can talk about business. And that's part of that whole relationship marketing thing. Um, I actually think people really need to be coached on how you go about building business relationships. I never thought in a million years that I would be at this stage of my career where basically I'm on career number three. And here I am having to teach what I consider to be just the basics of human interaction, how you treat another individual so that, you know, 
you have the ability to have that strong foundation so you can build a business together or a strategic partnership or, or referral system. So any ideas on uh, or any suggestions you have for your people that come to you regarding that? I have mandatory reading for when I have new clients. Okay. How to win friends and influence people. That classic. <laughs> the classic. <laughs> it was 50, 100 years old, and it's more relevant today than it was when it was written. Yes, because so it's, it's like true. There's me people and there's we people. That's kind of how I see it now. Me people are, you know, they're all about me. It's all about, you know, they're self-focused. We people, like my wife's a nurse. She's a we person. I'm a we person. I grew up in a restaurant. We're serving people. It's all about you. I'm more worried about you being satisfied than me working a hundred hours to make you satisfied. Right. And it's really getting more, you can really see it on LinkedIn. You can see the me people. I'm a salesperson. I got to make my numbers. I'm going to sell you something, whether you need it or not, because I got to make my numbers as opposed to you reach out to people and you really want to help people. You care about your clients. You'll go that extra mile. So the, how to win friends and influence, influence people. people. We're, right back. <laughs> We're right back. <laughs> for Peter Lynch, he is forever immortalized. <laughs> yes. There's several classics like that, and not only in the business world, but in any industry, there are classics. And yes, I have required reading from my people as well. If you're not going to take the time to actually invest in your own education and your own uh, change and transformation, then I am not going to spend a lot of uh, time with you. And I think of many consultants nowadays that is required if we're going to actually move our people where we want them to go. And that is making stronger communities. So, so Ted, say somebody, you know, they kind of like what we've talked about here and everything. Where would you like to send them? Where would, where's a good place for them to go to learn more about you other than your LinkedIn profile? So I made it easy. I registered <laughs> yourlinkedincoach.com instead of, you can go to tedbedromo.com, but good luck spelling it. <laughs> the, uh, you and I suffer from that kind of name. Yes, where it's very uh, transitory in people's minds. So yeah. thank you so much for being with us today on the Writer's Hour Creative Conversations. It's been delightful having this sweet conversation about how to build better businesses. Thanks for having me. You betcha. And stay tuned because we will have episodes once a month coming up and we have writers frequently coming up. If you know of a writer or there is a book you would like highlighted on the writer's hour, please definitely give it in touch with us at Janine at the eightgates.com. And for that, we say have a great day and definitely keep writing. Thank you for listening to the writer's hour. To hear more about the creative conversations that Janine Bolin is sharing with her listeners, please visit janinebolin.com forward slash guest.